I'm Phil with Alpha Bow Hunting, and this is our new show, To The Point. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're back here. Um, same shirt as I was on the last topic. <laughs> Me too. Because this is one take, and we're, we're, we're multi-recording. We're stockpiling segments here. And I'm not embarrassed to we're, say it. We're right? binge, we're binge recording. If you're if you're good to go be out in the woods three, four, or five days without a shower, you're okay to watch us without yeah. you know two or three <laughs> seconds with the same clothes on. So last couple topics, last couple segments, we talked about hunting instinct, and we started talking about some of our experiences, failures, things that went well. Yep. I asked you the question about if you change something. And you had, you had really focused on your, your bow setup, but you Which changed I your sleep do, system. I did. Tell us about your sleep system, bow. I did. So um, years prior, I always ran straight up sleeping bag, pad combination. Um, talked to a couple good friends over there at Kafaru, uh, Frank being one of them. Shout out to Frank. Um, and he tested out, and I kind of got a little bit intrigued by this, um, using the Kafaru quilt and their Lost Park parka um, as basically the bag system i'm i'm all about dual purpose stuff braiding as well so um i you know i, I started kind of dabbling carrying the puffy jacket with me um specifically for sitting on on the ridges and glassing but man and able you know to use that with the quilt to complete a, a sleep system and go physically lighter i mean I, I got super jacked up about it when i first got everything together because I put my tarp. Your bulk I, size I, went down. Yeah. We never waited. We, we never, never waited. We should have. But I, I had used a, a Kafaru Mega Tarp for my shelter. But I had my tarp, my stakes, my quilt, my pad, and my parka all in a uh, stuff sack that was the same size as my original bag yeah. stuffed up. Like, packed down. Like, my bulk went down drastically. Now, like Braden said, we never weighed it. Um... But to, to just bring down on the bulk, open up a couple, uh, you know, cubic inches in my bag in order for me to pack extra food or whatever I may need um, was absolutely awesome. And I tell you what, I was super impressed with the warmth. Um, you know, previously I was always going back and forth on my temperature rating for my bag because I could never quite narrow it down. I was either super hot or felt like I was going to be frozen on the mountain and not come off. Um, but, uh, dude, super warm, ran me perfect. For, and then when I climbed out of that, that quilt, dude, park is already on. Yep. I mean, I'd slide on my hunting pants and I'm rocketing out I'm of gonna there. bust your chops a little bit here. That, Go for that it. system worked great until in it ran hot, into in a bear. But I couldn't, I could not control that. I could no, not control that. No, and, and even on the flip side, I'm a little envious because I also changed my sleep system up this year. And I went the opposite direction, okay? In my and, and I'm not old. I'm not. I'm almost forty. I'm not forty yet. But in my older age, I've realized how the pad that I've been running the last three or four years, almost five years now, actually, yeah. killing my hips, killing my shoulders. So I got a new pad that had it's like a dual chain. It's like got the air that you blow in oh, plus sure. some foam, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So like a it's a seat of summit. One of the it's just oh. a it's a packable sleep number. Let's just be real. Hey, <laughs> I tell you what's what, your number from a comfort <laughs> standpoint. Yeah. That thing eliminated my problems with sleeping. Sure. I slept much better. However, You're cold. I also changed to a down bag that oh. in theory you think, well, the down bag's going to be lighter, right? Yeah. Well, no, I went to a rectangle bag because as much oh, yeah. as I'm tossing and turning at night yeah. in a mummy bag, I used to use a slick bag, sure. and I love the Kafara slick bag, 
But as I turn side to side, it ends up getting to where I'm, I'm restless and uncomfortable. Yeah. Went to that rectangular feathered friends bag. That was money. Okay. okay. My sleep system was awesome. However, it's bigger. It's way bigger. It was heavier overall. Yeah. And Braden will tell you, I was probably. I don't know. I, I, I know that I was carrying more weight than I should have. My knees told me after we got off that first trip yeah. on the mountain. But Were you also I was never cameras and everything uh, else. Yeah, and, and that's that's that variable that, you know, we try to ca- capture some of our, our story memories so you're paying for the, the penalty for that weight. But I need to continue to tweak my sleep system because I, it's comfortable but hiking that far in, that yeah. hard of a terrain too much. I, I need to consider something I think, like that. I think both of you guys should at least, give, you know, I think both of you already have a. Uh, um, well, park. I've I've always yeah, so we've ran, I've always run, I've run my parka for for four years, and as a matter of fact, I usually sleep in it anyway, and just leave my bag unzipped. Sure. I changed bags this year too. I went I went to the down route, and and I, and I loved it. I think. I think I'm going to look at that quilt system for earlier season, the first yeah. couple weeks of season, okay. and then and then bounce maybe back to the... i got to bust your chops now. Yeah. I busted both chops. <laughs> i got to bust your chops. So we shared a mega tarp for that first trip, right? Yeah. Tried to skimp a little bit of weight. Yeah. And the mega tarp's great for two people, especially trying to go lightweight. He was carrying that too. Brayden, he's got a little extra hair. got a little extra insulation, right? He don't have a lot of fat on it, <laughs> but he slept with a parka, with the beanie in his down bag <laughs> every day, I love and it, it didn't drop down to. I don't think it got to forty-five degrees no, at night. I'd, I'd look over there. I'm in my underwear, and I'm halfway out of this down bag. I'm looking at Braden, and he's cuddled up, and he's bundled up to the. I mean, to the nth degree. So I was wondering how if he, if he was breathing in there. Yeah, that'd be good, <laughs> but I just like. No, I, but I've always run that park, and when you you and Frank talked about that idea, I'm like, man. Like, for early season, for the first couple of weeks in a place like that, I, yeah. I think it's a killer system. And now, like I said, I went to the down bag this yeah. year. Warmth-wise, worked great. It got cold. Got down in the mid-20s later in the, later in the season one night. Um, got a little cold, but everybody got cold. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always run the slick bag. Love the slick but bag. But what were we thinking, though, that first trip, my, remember? My whole fear, and I still, because I'm such, still a rookie with the down stuff, is water. Yep. The the the, the yeah. parka and the kafaru slick bag, man. I could go into that thing soaking wet and, and come out come in the morning and be, be all right. You yeah. know, this thing I was scared to death getting it wet, and, I, and I still because I'm so new to the down game that it was it was a whole new experience. Now the size, the packable size, the weight money. was definitely money. It was definitely benefited a lot, but that, there's something to be said about that synthetic and, and water. And, and that's going back to there's these things that we've talked about that. You know, you, you go away from something, if you've learned a lesson from something, you haven't touched on it for so many years, and then all of a sudden it comes back. I used to run a down bag years ago, right? And it was sure. an old school Cabela's lightweight down bag, and I loved the thing. It, sure. it was lightweight, it packed great. I got it wet a couple times, and That's I didn't want to use it anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so when you brought it to my attention this year, because a little bit of condensate, because it was actually foggy. And we actually got a little bit of rain, and that, so yeah, I started getting panic and getting nervous too. So I'm putting my ground cloth over, over my bag right. to keep it. Condensation. Condensation was a huge deal to me this year because I knew that it's not. Condensation became a huge deal to me this year because I was so I was so concerned about down and yep. getting wet and what it did, and you know that mental game. So it worked well, and I never had any issues. But I'm still learning how far you can push that moisture. Look back. 
never, never, never concerned. Not the never thing out in the ring or laying it. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. But you're paying a size and, and a little bit of weight penalty, so it's it's all about learning that. But you I, know that system there. I is, got uh, you know these, at these. first, honestly, the first day, and I never recommend this, but literally the first day I hunted was the first day I tested. I am not gonna lie. Okay, I was not prepared for that. I picked up the gear a little bit late, and I was gonna commit myself to trying it. Now, luckily for me, um, it worked out. Uh, worst case scenario, I froze my butt off the first night, and I'd have to hike my butt all the way out. And I did bring my actual, you know, my traditional sleep system with us. It was in the truck, uh, just in case it didn't work out. But for me, man, I, I really think I'm gonna be sticking with the uh, the Lost Park Parka and the and the Kafaru quilt. Do you have a funny story for you though? You, you give me busting my chops about wearing that parka. You should have seen us. The last night we we end up sleeping by the truck and then we we're hunting another drainage. I'm like, I got my slick bag, I got my down bag. I'm stuffing the down bag in the slick bag and laying it at the and still have my park on. Man, I don't know how you sleep in that. Right? <laughs> I slept like a baby, man. Oh, I tell you Wait, what. What's that? Waking up every five minutes crying? Or oh, <laughs> and then and then this, another thing I did this year, which was not by intent, but it happens by stupidity. I hauled around my, uh, I've got one of those ultra light cots from Thermarest. Oh, yeah. And I was just using them by the truck. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this sure. is this. We went up in the teepee with the group, and I was like, I'm not carrying a shelter. I'm going to bring this. <laughs> I wouldn't leave that thing. If, if I'm doing like something where it's not, where I'm not carrying a shelter, where you're like doubling up, yeah. I'm bringing a cot, man. Really? That thing was money. Wow. Really? That thing was money. So, a couple new other new things. Well, and, and I guess to. Brayden, you, you shot a nice prong ring. You're the first one of the of the three of us to tag out on something this year. Yep. And you tried a new broadhead this year with that. Yep. Shot, shot him with that saver. Um, I, I shot him with that saver, and it was devastated him. So that saver uh, hit a cow and killed her in about 40 yards. Um, pretty impressed with that, how that broadhead performed in the two instances I saw. Bo, you, you took a couple animals also so far. Yep. What broadhead were you using? Uh, I started out, actually, I really wanted to commit myself to shooting the uh, Kudu Point this year, that single bevel. Uh, we did a lot of testing, flew great, um, but... It did fly great. Most people oh, shot it. Flew, flew great phenomenal. Um, and I really wanted to commit myself to it, uh, even through antelope season. But originally the plan antelope hunting was we were going to sit over water. And we actually got some rain out in the area yeah. that we were at. Um, and then, uh, so the, the water holes weren't very productive. By the time it dried out, the uh, rancher had to move some cattle into some areas that we were going to have um, good opportunities on water holes. So I ended up going to changing my plans to spot and stalk, and I switched broadheads expecting for a slightly longer shot, even though the kudu points were flying great. Um, so I ended up taking out the uh, Grim Reaper Pro Series inch and three-eighths inch cut, uh, 100 grain over the top expandable, um, harvested two animals. Um, with that head this year, um, both both died within 40 yards. Broadhead performed flawlessly. I've got absolutely no complaints. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I ended up shooting the, my two animals, a cow and a pronghorn, with with the dead meats. I shot those dead meats all last year. They flew great. They they did a good job. Um, you know, something that I was leery about, and this is I, I shot the injection arrows this year from Easton, which I like. I, I don't know that I, I'm a super huge fan of that smaller ferrule with the deep six. Still working it, on the component type yeah, thing. Component, yeah, the component. It's just such a tiny, you know. But I went to the 
titanium outsert mm -hmm. on that, and I heavied up my arrow on. I, I had two bows um, kind of ready to go, and the, my heavier bow, which was set about 77 pounds, ended up shooting a 500 and a 532, 533 grain arrow. So it was a, it was the heaviest arrow I've shot, I think, in a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a very long time. And I tell you what, I also took and shot. Uh, and, and that cow that I shot, I hit, I hit her at 78 yards. That's that's the furthest I've taken a, an elk. An elk. At, right? I, I usually like to shoot those elk about 50 in, right? If I can, yeah, I if not closer, but. Um, I would have preferred mine at 50 instead of 18. Sure. Might have smoked him then, you know. But I, I, I was able to put that that uh, dead meat through it, and same thing. I mean, both animals piled up within 50 or so yards of mm -hmm. where I hit them. But so good luck with that. But but we're also, I'm changing my build completely for the next for life three life. or four tags that I have. Yeah, right. I've got life Kansas, so and, and Nebraska, right? Set up, yeah. Well, I, and I had kind of a complete, and this would be a completely different topic for 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 another show or another episode, but. I actually had a change of heart, so to speak, in my broadhead selection than that, that I've normally gone with, that I've normally kind of directed people. I've had a change, change of heart in that, and I'm going to do something a little different. But that's where, you know, the, something that we try to focus on using is high-end equipment and as, as equipment that, the best equipment we can, yeah. right? Yeah. And even when the customers come in the door, we try to speak truthfully from the experiences we've had. Yeah. To determine, hey, this broadhead, it typically flies great. It it typically spins well. It whatever the case is, it, this lends itself good to a lighter poundage bow. This, uh -huh. if you've got a plenty of energy and momentum, you can shoot this. I, whatever. But we try to speak truthfully for, from it. Yeah. And I also played with some new broadheads this year. I played with a couple different ones, trying to get my problem this year. In in full transparency, was I couldn't get multiple broadheads. To, to give me the same impact point. Yeah. So I had to scrap that kind of philosophy, and I know a lot of people like to do that to where they'll have some fixed blades if they get a closer shot, they'll throw a couple expandables in there if they want a longer shot, which is kind of counterintuitive from the energy loss standpoint. Mm -hmm. yeah. But from a flight characteristic standpoint, Makes that's, sense at that point. Yeah, right. that's usually what I've liked to do as well. But again, I couldn't, I wasn't comfortable enough. They were flying yeah. good, but not great. So then at that point, I just went back to the I'm shooting a ton of energy, momentum. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put whatever down I put an arrow in if, if I hit in the vitals, and um, so I went with an expandable again all yeah. year. So, but there's definitely gonna be some more discussion that we have down the line because we're all, we're still trying some new heads out. Yeah, yeah. some new heads that aren't even on the market, on the market yeah, right? yet. So. so we're playing with some new stuff, um, and we will definitely give you guys more feedback as those come out and as we get some more hunts in so to close this this one out we've got some more whitetail hunts primarily i guess the yep. nebraska one of the nebraska spots we have could potentially have some mule deer right yep. so if you see one of us up with the mule deer picture it's not that we're doing anything illegal we're we're, we're in a spot where it may give us some opportunities to to still do some spot and stock uh on muleys in nebraska and i mean uh, what what do you think, Bo? I mean, is it, you still going to run with status quo with all your equipment, or is there a certain bow you're looking to take out for, for those kind of true no, stand, cold possible hunts? Braden and I were talking about it earlier. Uh, I've got a couple other bows um, hanging out at the house that I might uh, want to show a little love to and get them out in the field. Um, let them breathe a little let bit. Let them breathe a little bit, yeah. Or let them eat. Let them eat. Hopefully let them eat. But 
Um, I might. I'm, I'm still on the fence about it. I'm, you know, I'm really happy with how my system actually worked out this year. Um, both animals I ended up harvesting were over 50-yard shots. Um, I obviously want it closer, and I expect with the whitetail hunts coming up that they will be closer shots. So I'm really confident, obviously, in the, in the system working. Um, but no, I've, I've been dabbling around with the idea of possibly changing it up. Um, grabbing another bow and uh, trying out some other broadheads. Like I said, I, I wanted to commit myself to those kudu points this year, and I think maybe I'll uh, I might set a bow up and, and really test drive that head on some whitetail. Braden, where are you at with? It? I know you were you were shooting uh, shooting the hyperforce now, weren't you down there? Yep, yep. So it's uh, moved on to the I, the ultra at the, the eighty pound ultra. Um, that was kind of my elk uh, high country mule deer bow. Um, that's kind of what I was set up for shooting four hundred ninety grain arrow. Um, and then I'm kind of I'm gonna bump down to 70 pound hyperforce uh, for more of that eastern eastern deer, uh, whitetail, tree stand, uh, the shorter axle, axle, um, and I'm gonna shoot about a 430 grain arrow. Uh, I think I'm not 100% decided on that, but that bow's shooting really well right now with the 430 grain arrow. Um, I think that's uh, that's probably the setup I'm gonna go with. So yeah, I'm gonna probably I, I so I. I was thinking to shoot the same 70 pound bow, 72, 73 pound bow for, for whitetail, but that 77, 78 pound, I've got an ultra on a two cam on that, the higher poundage bow, mm -hmm. and even turning that bow down, that two cam is so much more efficient from, yeah. a, from a speed and energy well, standpoint. Yeah, at your drawing. At my drawing. Sure. Yeah. So it's hard sure. because when I set the two bows up, one three cam ultra, one two cam ultra, very similar draw length and poundage, 10 feet per second. Ish yeah. difference, yeah, ten to eleven feet per second yeah. different. So I'm gonna set up a, a a thumper arrow again, probably five close to five hundred grain arrow um, on that eighty pound, the number two cam. I said I'm gonna back it down to seventy three, seventy four pounds yeah. because it's still kicking out a lot of it's, speed. I mean, it's tempting because I'm kind of in the same boat, except I've got that that. But it's tempting, you know. But for me, I, I want the shorter axle to axle on the tree stand. And, and actually, I, what I've learned this year in, in, in my shooting, it's another topic we can get into, though, is I think I fit a 32-inch axle to axle oh. bow better. Yeah. I think I just shoot it better. It feels better. It fits String better. angle, maybe. String angle, maybe my body positioning sure. compared to that 35-inch or that 34-inch longer axle yeah. to axle, which I thought would be, you know, I just don't. I don't shoot it as well as I shoot that that 32 inch. Well, yeah. it'll be exciting to see how the the rest of the hunts kind of close out, and um, we're gonna the next episode we're gonna get a lot more into kind of forecasting into 2019 and some of the uh, seminars and some of the coaching stuff, the the cha alpha challenge that were uh, some some additions and some new new things to to be looking for. So. Appreciate you guys checking out this this next episode and topic on on uh, on the Alpha Bow Hunting Channel here. We're gonna try to keep it to the point. So thanks again for checking it out, and we'll see you guys in the next one.